Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. He's messing with me. He's like, oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> Nothing like live programming, you know? Go, go. I know. I see you. I said, I'm just messing with you, brother. Hey, thanks for being here. It is Good Friday, one of the most solemn days on the Christian calendar, uh, the day my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep a picture of him right there uh, so I can be reminded that I need to live up to a higher standard, was crucified, crucified for us, crucified, crucifixion, uh, derivative of the word excruciating from the exact same root uh, because it was probably the most painful way to die. Also uh, humiliating, reserved for the worst among us. I talk about that a little bit later in the show. I had an experience that uh, really woke me up to this, made me look up what crucifixion must have felt like. And uh, on this solemn day, be ready for it. Coming later in the show. We got a loaded show for you today, including a set of videos, don't you guys agree, uh, sent to me by a friend of a card-carrying liberal feminist over five years ago exposing the real trans agenda. Feminist, I didn't say that wrong. Card-carrying, card-carrying member of liberal feminists, or liberal feminism, right? Exposing the trans agenda and saying, that's how you know you're at the end. We get loaded show, don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by our friends at... Stuff falling everywhere. Blackout coffee. That's right. You tired of the same old monotonous liberal flavored coffee brands? You should. Don't buy their crap. Stop giving your money to woke companies. Don't care about you. Go with a coffee option that tastes amazing and aligns with our conservative values and loves this country. It's my friends at Blackout Coffee. Drink it every morning. Just had a cup. Probably why I'm so wired right now. Look, 2A and gadgets. 2A. That's not example 2A. That's Second Amendment. That's why I'm proud to personally recommend Blackout Coffee. It's delicious. It's bold. It's got a strong flavor. It's a coffee company 100% committed to conservative values. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support or shipping, they've got an incredible work ethic and they're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept zero compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. The coffee's amazing. It tastes great. Paula's a harsh judge of coffee. She is Colombian. She loves her coffee. Use code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. This stuff is great. Check it out. Joseph, it is Good Friday, my friend. So if you would. It's Good Friday. Yes, yeah. Joe. Hey, just caught you at the end. Wait, Joe, sorry. We got to do it. You got to do it again. Oh, what happened? Mr. Yeah, if you would, please, kind sir. Oh, it's Good Friday. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, we caught you at the end there. Something must have happened. Weird. Live stuff. I love live, but you know what it is about live programming? I love live programming because I need to operate under pressure all the time. I can't function any other way. Key, wouldn't you agree? A much better life. And by the way, thank you to Jimmy G. He says that there was a four monthly event in episode was in 1173, and there may have been another one. We will be researching that. We'll get back to you next week. Folks, serious stuff to get to, though. Um, the alleged trans serial killer in Tennessee um, appears to have murdered six people, including three nine-year-olds. Three nine-year-olds and three adults. And now you're getting 
uh, what I hope is a clear look at the political battles you're fighting because they're not political. They manifest as political, but they are, in fact, um, rooted in the mustard seed here of evil. Be very careful. The fights in front of us now are really serious. That liberals have leapt in, in, by instinct, by instinct, to the defense of this alleged trans serial killer in Tennessee. And their first instinct was not to say, hey, is something going wrong here with this battle on sexuality using gender identity with kids? Are we doing something wrong? That Their first instinct wasn't to do that, but to then disarm you and get kids to not have uh, to take away armed guards in kids schools or to not have them put in kids schools and to make you victims should tell you we are dealing with pure, unadulterated evil. The political fight is just a manifestation of it. The real fight is a moral and ethical one. It is you versus evil, period. Now, remember when Donald Trump on January 6th said, go march at the Capitol peacefully and patriotically. You are not going to get a more clear non-incitement of violence than that. Go to the Capitol peacefully and patriotically. It doesn't get any clearer than that. Here's the strange thing. Six people were murdered, three nine-year-olds, mowed down by a deranged lunatic. Corrine Jean-Pierre's at the White House yesterday. You think she'd be concerned about the murder victims? Nope, nope, no siree. Corrine Jean-Pierre appears to be, by the Democrats' own rules, inciting violence from the Brady press room, talking about a trans people. They fight back and their fears. By their own rules, this is inciting violence, no? Take a listen yourself. More than 50% of transgender youth in the U.S., which is estimated to be more than 150,000 kids, live in states in which transgender youth have lost access to or at risk of losing access to gender-affirming care. Look, this is awful news. Let's be very clear about that. LGBTQI plus kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere, and we have their back. This administration has their back. I want you to understand what you're fighting here, folks. You are fighting pure, unadulterated evil. They're not hiding it. They're not putting lipstick on it. You are fighting evil. The sexualization of kids, the mutilation of their bodies, the defense, the instinctive defense of trans ideology, the instinctive defense of this, Despite any questions whatsoever, despite six body bags and another, by the way, alleged uh, uh, potential attacker who was just locked up the other day for planning some kind of an attack. There is no. There's no looking in the mirror. There's no analysis of what's going on because they don't care. They're using this ideology as a vehicle to empower themselves, period. So yesterday in Tennessee, Republican lawmakers, they finally showed some guts. I wish they would have expelled the third uh, loser, too. So three loser lawmakers who decided to engage and encourage an insurrection in the Tennessee Capitol. Tennessee, obviously, where the shooting happened. Liberals are like, I don't know, man. Yeah, Nashville's in Tennessee, folks, for the libs listening, right? Here's some video of the insurrection, if you could play that. So this happened last week. A bunch of students stormed the Capitol. Of course, a bunch of adults who are careless losers incentivized them to assault police to try to force their way into the chamber. So it was an insurrection. That's not open for debate, Libs. That's not open for debate. You told us that's an insurrection. 
If you commit these crimes to try to stop a legal proceeding, it's an insurrection. Shut your freaking mouth. I'm not interested in your opinion. Your words, shut up. Take the syrup of Ipecac. Got it? Get it? Got it? Good. Move along. So here's one of the insurrectionists, a lawmaker who decided to interrupt a legislative proceeding. Justin Jones decides to grab a bullhorn. Bullhorn. Hmm, that's interesting. Bullhorns. Hmm. Brings back um, some bad memories there. So bullhorn on the Capitol uh, floor decides he's just going to take over and usurp authority. One of the insurrectionists right here. Here's Justin Jones. You can see it with the bullhorn uh, with his partner there. And of course, you had the other lawmaker as well. Thought it would be a good idea to grab a bullhorn and try to take over. So, of course, they are insurrectionists. So the penalty for insurrection in the chamber there um, is to be expelled. Which they were, which is great. Love it. I had a bunch of people on Twitter yesterday. So, Dan, you support the expulsion of lawmakers for free speech? Wasn't free speech. Wasn't free speech. Wasn't free speech, dipwads. Don't be stupid all the time. They had every opportunity to be recognized by the chair as his procedure in Tennessee. They decided to grab a bullhorn, which is fascinating because you said when people broke into the Capitol and did the same thing in Washington, D.C., it was an insurrection. So you can kiss my ass and get the double-barreled, non-family-friendly middle finger. You got it? I care so little about what you idiots say that I sent back the Kleenex giphy yesterday from Billy Crystal. Cry more. Don't care. By the way, they're perfectly entitled to run again for their seats. If they win, the people want them. That's how democracy works. But if you're going to swear in as a representative, they've got rules on the floor. They don't want to follow them. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later. Oh, you don't feel bad. No, 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 not at all. No, bye. I should have got rid of the third one, too. The other loser. Here's the other loser. Another representative. She was the only one who survived. She happens to be white. The other uh, two lawmakers who uh, actually had the bullhorn happen to be black. She survived by one vote. Shouldn't have. So, of course, guys, we're, she's white. They're black. We're, I mean, where uh, do you think this one? Oh, right. I know. I know. I know you're straight. I know. Hey, you have him unmuted, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, Joe. You're there. Uh, I know Joe's struggling. I'll give you a hint, Joe. The Democrats, believe it or not, this is crazy. The lady said it definitely had to be racist. I know you're stunned by this, but yeah, I know, I know, I know you're stunned. Here, listen to yourself. Here she is. She's like, well, I wasn't expelled clearly because I'm white. Take a listen. Gloria, why do you feel like there was a difference in the outcome between you and your colleague? You, I will answer your question. It might have to do with the color of our skin. She acts like there was like some unanimous effort to keep her. She survived by one vote. Everybody else wanted you out and didn't care. That by your own words, you were a 60-year-old white lady. Nobody cared. Now, when they bring up the race thing, here's my recommendation. Oh, what? Argue it? No, no, don't argue it. It's, it's, it's so ridiculous and stupid. Don't even waste your time. No, don't. Uh, don't. Just laugh. Laugh in their faces. Laugh loudly. Laugh boldly. Humiliate them and mock them like I did yesterday on social media to some goon who tried to challenge me on it. Just mock them. Just mock them. Don't even, don't answer because it's not a question. You're not answering a question. You understand that? It's the when did you stop beating your wife thing? They're waiting to get into a racial argument with you. It doesn't exist. So just openly mock them for being as dumb and ignorant as they are. That's it. That's it. 
Now, of course, Biden, who at the same time, the Biden administration is pushing to have people charged for uh, treason, insurrection, the worst insurrection in American history up at the U.S. Capitol, when the exact same thing happens in the Tennessee Capitol, Biden, of course, supports it. Politico, Biden condemns Tennessee House vote to expel Dems over the gun protest. This is fascinating because a vote was taken on this and it was done via the proper via the uh, proper democratic process. You break the rules, you do that, you're subjected to expulsion. They were expelled. Bye now. Bye. Anybody here feel bad for him? Anyone? Just take a quick vote. Gee, Joe, anyone? No. Uh, I don't, but see ya. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they should have got all three. Yeah, that's my only regret. The other one's not gone too. Remember, they can run again. They can even be appointed to their own seats. And and you may say, what, you support that? No, I don't I'm, I don't support or not support. I support the process. And yes, absolutely. The people should be able to pick their own representatives. They want these three losers back? Put them back. They do it again? Expel them again. See, unlike liberals, I actually have principles, unlike the dipwads we're dealing with on the other side. Onward, folks. Onward. I don't want any lectures from Biden either, uh, who uh, stayed awful quiet about the first police state presidential prisoner we've ever had in Donald Trump. You have zero credibility. Uh, I take everything you say and I laugh at it. I throw it instantaneously in the garbage. That's how little respect I have for you losers in the White House. I just want to, Dan, you sound a little hostile today. Not really. I'm actually in a really good mood. I slept like a champion last night. Like I haven't, I don't know what happened. I took a little theanine right out, right out. I just get, I'm getting tired of weak need wuss bag Republicans. Oh my gosh, it looks bad if we expel them. Folks, you're still fighting yesterday's fights. Number one, nobody's going to remember this after tomorrow. Number two, the greatest trick they ever pulled on the left was getting Republicans to believe that the exercise of their legislative power is abusive. What they did yesterday was a standard use of legislative power. They had the power to do it and they exercised it. When the Democrats usurp their power and charge people with crimes that don't exist like they did to Trump, the media doesn't care. When the Republicans actually execute legislative responsibilities, it's abuse of power. And dumbass swamp Republicans play into it. Oh, my gosh, it looks bad. Done with the look bad. There are new rules out there. You got it? Get the hell into the fight here. There's, this is political trench warfare. If you're not ready for it, take your toys and get the f- out of here because we don't need you. This video was sent to me yesterday. I hadn't seen this before. It's about five plus years old. The videos of Camille Paglia. She is a card carrying liberal feminist. She is, she's not even remotely a conservative. However, one thing she is uh, and has been is in many respects, someone not afraid to speak the truth, even to her own political ideology when she thinks there's a breakdown. I rarely use three cuts from a video, especially if they're a minute, minute 30. Usually you can sum it up in one or two. I have three cuts from this because you need to see it. This is Camille Paglia, again, a leftist, can't say that enough, breaking down this recent surge in trans radicalism. Keep in mind, it's five years ago. It's yet it applies right now. And talking about the existential threat it exposes. She also makes a very bold claim. This is a must listen here. That when you look at the history of societies, I'm a student of history. I'm not a historian. I don't pretend to be. I don't pretend to know what people who studied this for six and seven years between college and graduate school do. However, I enjoy history a lot. 
Why? Because as is said often, it may not repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes. You can learn lessons from great men of the past, and you can even learn more lessons from failed men of the past. We repeat our mistakes over and over. She makes a bold claim that this trans ideology and the demasculinization of men is the sign of the end of times. Let's get to this part first. Here's the first clip from this, where she talks about this trans radicalism and how there's a huge cultural peer pressure component to this, which seems likely, given the recent explosion out of nowhere of men who think they're women, boys who think they're girls, and vice versa, it makes zero sense at all. Take a listen. A sex change operation um, opens one door but closes many others. Right? I, 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 I personally believe that um, anyone who, um, who, uh, who who collaborates in a, in a, an intrusion into a developing child's body and mind is guilty of child abuse, a crime against humanity. Okay, because that child is not prepared to make such a decision. Okay, I, I, I think that such such decisions about sex risk. Assignment surgery must wait um, when one attains a majority, which would be, it seems to me, a minimum of, of age 18. Uh, I'm, I'm very concerned with this because I think that. Um it's become a fashion, okay? Uh, that that a, uh, that uh, the transgender uh, definition has become a kind of convenient label for young people who may simply feel alienated, okay, culturally for many other reasons. The alienation portion of that is so critical, folks. I did a segment on the radio show and the podcast yesterday. If you missed it, please go back and watch it. It was all over Twitter. Not pumping sunshine up my own caboose here. I'm just telling you. We follow what happens on Twitter to see what you guys like and what you don't. We got a near viral response from it yesterday. I explained to you trans ideology and the role of in the role it plays in communism and socialism. The role it plays is alienation. Telling a group of kids who are clearly confused and feel alienated and alone, which is a real problem. You've Joe, you're a little older than me. You grew up with kids. Everybody had that kid in their grammar school and high school, did they not? Yes. You had the punk rockers. Yeah. You had the kids who were the, the, the loners. You had the kids who's, why are they shooting up schools right now? And then why are some of these kids saying, oh, I'm not a boy, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a girl. Or I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. Because folks, we haven't changed human beings. The culture around people has changed. And what the left wanted to do is present a vehicle to them. Oh, you're confused. What do you... Joe, what do these kids have in common? They're confused. They're looking for meaning. Some of them find yeah. it in music. Thank you, brother. I'm sorry. I was struggling for the word. Perfect. They're misunder. Yes. Perfect. I, I, what a dumbass. I was just sitting right in the tip of my tongue. That's exactly what I was thinking. They're misunderstood. They feel like the world doesn't get them, so they hole up. I'm not trying to get all Sigmund Freud on you, although psychology is my background. It doesn't matter. It's common sense. They feel like nobody gets them. They even feel like their parents don't get them. That wedge works for communists. If you don't have the kids, you don't have the communists. They don't want them to find meaning in things that matter. They don't want them to be understood by religious leaders, by community, by faith groups, by their parents. They want them to be understood by the state. That's where the trans ideology fits in. It creates and furthers the sense of alienation. Nobody understands who you are. But your union teacher, who's a ward of the state, they get it. Oh, by the way, they have the pride flag in their classroom. Come to us. Don't tell your parents, by the way. This, listen to me, folks. This 
is not by accident. This popped up out of nowhere, this trans ideology, because everything else is failing. CRT, environmental radicalism, they need a new outlet, and this is it. She's describing, this is a liberal telling you, oh, this sense of alienation. It's a cultural thing. I got two more clips from this, both of them, extremely important. She doubles down on this point about alienation being the point. Let me get to this first. I appreciate your patience. Sponsors are here to talk to you. Folks, it's hard to trust anyone or anything these days. A lot of our essential institutions are collapsing before our eyes. Are you prepared for the worst? Because you know what's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. Don't get caught unprepared. True freedom comes from self-reliance. Relying on the government, you will find yourself on emergency food lines. You have not insured your food supply. That's why I'm here to talk about my Patriot Supply. It's a company I've worked with for a long time. They're knocking $200 off their popular three-month emergency food kit. Get one for every member of your family. Get multiples. Gee, is it in my garage downstairs? You were just down there this morning. Did you see it? Right there when you walked in. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Grab this special price before it ends. Your three-month emergency food kit provides over 2,000 calories each day. Calories are survival in an emergency. The food's delicious. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, 2,000 calories a day. You won't go hungry. Bottom line, you'll be glad to have this food when the panic hits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today and save $200 on each kit your family needs. Get one kit at least, at least per person. Please don't put off your preparedness. Please. I don't want all my neighbors knocking on my door. I got to feed my kids. I'll help them out, but you got to take care of yourself. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Pick it up today. Okay. Here's part two. It's Camille Paglia for the 10th time, a leftist, feminist explaining the dangers of this trans ideology and the alienation it creates. Take a listen to this. In the 1950s, they might have become a beatnik. In the 1960s, they might have become a hippie and taken uh, you know, mind-expanding drugs. Okay, And so today, you're encouraged to think that your alienation is because you're not totally defined, you know, identifying with the, your particular inherited gender definition. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very concerned about this. I think that a lot of it, uh, I think that the, that the, that the uh, collaboration of the bureaucratic machinery with it has to do with the assault on masculinity, okay? Ah, okay. So you see, trans, the gender doesn't really exist. It's not really polarity. I mean, it's it, it, everything's all about expanding women's rights, but also terminating men, okay? And and defining men out of existence. Masculinity is by definition toxic. Okay? Masculinity doesn't exist. You see, this is this is the proof of it. I'm 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 horrified and ashamed. I have not brought this clip to you sooner. It's my fault. I mean it. I'm not being silly. It's my fault. My job, my only job is to get you the best material out there for you all to see it and expose it. The Yuri Bezmanov video, uh, videos, Thomas Sowell videos, that I haven't seen this before, I'm ashamed. This is a leftist who is around these people all the time. Nobody understands them better. Just look up her bona fides. And she's telling you that not just does the trans ideology fit with this socialist ethos because it creates alienation. But it also works to attack masculinity in and of itself. I want you to think something through. Think this through hard. What is the biggest threat to the totalitarian state on a force equation? If they were to use force and brutally try to suppress a population using fascist totalitarian tactics, what is it? Strong men who will fight back. Totalitarian festers in a pool of weakness and weak men. 
Do you think the war on masculinity and the war on boys is a freaking accident? There is nothing the socialist loves more than a population obsessed with weak, non-masculine men not willing to defend their country, their families, and their kids. There is nothing they crave more. This is not an accident. That's why she mentions this at the end. I'm extrapolating from her. I don't want to put words in her mouth. I'm extrapolating that into other ideas she may or may not disagree with. Let me just be clear on that. But I'm telling you what she's saying here is absolutely correct. Here's the most important part. Pay very close attention. Bookmark this. This clip. Spread it around. Put this in the clips today if you can. This third part's the most important. She describes, she is a student of history. She describes the collapse of great societies. The, uh, Greece, the Roman Empire. And how towards the end, you look at the statues, which Joe had celebrated, vibrant, robust masculinity. And now even the statues and the art change, and you see the feminization of men, and then you see nothing because it collapses. Listen to every word of this. Check this out. Historically, this uh, this uh, the movement toward androgyny occurs in late phases of culture. Okay, as a as a civilization is starting to uh, unravel. Okay, and that and you can find it again and again and again through history in the in, in the in the Greek art. Okay, you can you can see it happening. All of a sudden, okay, there's a, there's a kind of uh, you know the, the the sculptures of of um, of uh, handsome nude young men athletes that used to be very robust. Okay, in the archaic period, suddenly began to seem like wet noodles okay, toward the end. Okay? And, that, uh, and, that, and that the people who, who, who live in such periods, a late phase of culture, whether it's, it's the Hellenistic era, whether it's the Roman Empire, whether it's, it's uh, the Mauve decade of Oscar Wilde in the 1890s, whether it's Weimar Germany, people who live in such times okay, feel that um, they're very sophisticated, they're very cosmopolitan. Okay? And homosexuality, heterosexuality, so what? Anything goes and so on. All right? and so, but but we, from the perspective of, of historical distance, okay, you can see that it's a culture that no longer believes in itself. Folks, past is prologue. Do we really believe that this specific generation of homo sapiens sapiens, human beings, do we really believe we've been blessed with some special X-Men-like Marvel comic book superheroes? Because I've got news for you, folks. Our gene code has changed very little. We are the exact same people. Now, with the chronological passing of time, civilization itself, collective intelligence, if that is a thing, or access to it is, has grown through the library of information as the passage of time has allowed human beings to hopefully learn. We're not learning. We are repeating the same freaking mistakes over and over and over again. Police state tyranny with the attack on Donald Trump this past weekend, the demasculinization of strong men. She brings up a critical point, though, that should make you smile a little bit at the end. Did you catch it? She talks about how this creates a rebound effect. And I remind you of the hopped quote from the other day. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times or hard times. Those hard times then create strong men again. Folks, the hyper-feminization of men and the demasculinization of men and the attack and the war on boys is breeding a counterculture revolution of people 
who are respecting the gender binary and getting back to traditional values, you are going to see a rebound effect where people are going to start to respect again a strong military, a constitutional police force that enforces the law. Why are you long in the United States, Dan? Because I'm not stupid. You have a liberal telling you this, that listen, this stuff is dangerous. Because in the past, at least, it's, it's breeded groups of people who became hyper-masculine. I don't think that's going to be the result here. I think it's going to be a return to strong men who are getting sick of the weak, corrupted, hard times weak men created. I am sure of it. That's why I'm long in the United States. One of the guys in the live chat uh, wanted to know if we were going to address the war on the U.S. dollar. It's, folks, it's a critical story. I'm only bringing that up because we did a little bit the other day, but I'm back on my Fox show tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. That is my monologue. I'm going to lay out how the biggest story you're not hearing about right now is the near coordinated international strike on our economy in the war in the U.S. dollar. Please don't miss it. Set your DVR if you can't make it live. All right, let me get to my next sponsor, and I want to get to a just horrible story out of Miami showing you the power again of this hack goon media, the power they have to get people to believe things that are absolute, total bull, totally made up. But you talk to your liberal friends, they'll believe it. This involves potential school violence, a whistleblower. It's a quick story, and I want to get to a couple other things, including Chicago, what happened there. Folks, MyPillow, they have a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers right now. Listeners of the show have always made my slippers the number one selling MyPillow product. It's because they're really ridiculously comfortable. You're going to want to stock up yourself when you hear this offer. Get a pair for every member of your family. Use my promo code DAN and you'll get the all-season slippers for just $25, regularly $149.98. It's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. They will sell out. Trust me. This, uh, my slippers have an exclusive four-layer design. You won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress in your feet. You can wear them anytime and anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on that radio listener's square, and grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code DAN or call 800 637 4982 for this incredible offer. Won't last long, so please order now. Thanks, uh, my pillow. We appreciate it. So, folks, if you're a liberal uh, loser, you know, you live your life in a liberal vacuum. You, of course, believe things that are, you live in a life of kayfabe. Kayfabe is the world of professional wrestling, where, by the way, the, the action is real, the physicality is real, but the violence is obviously part of a show. We get that. The liberals are part of a show, too. They live in the world of kayfabe, where everything is done with the belief that it's real, uh, real violence being you know, on, on other people. They live in a fake world. Now, if you're a reader of the Miami Herald before they change this headline, you're like, oh, my gosh, Ron DeSantis is a type. Did you hear this, Key? Joe, King DeSantis arrested a former whistleblower against his kid, a 13-year-old? Huh? What a savage. Get that, DeSantis. oh my gosh, DeSantis, he's like the emperor from, by the way, did you see this thing, there's a new Star Wars coming out? There's a new Star Wars movie coming out? They're not, did you see this? He's like a big Star Wars nut. 
No, no. Is it a show? The, the woman's back? Daisy Ridley or something like that? Whatever her name That's It is? I saw that. Those movies sucked. They were so terrible. He loves them. He thinks they're great. Those movies were horrible. Some of the worst movies. I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I was a Star Wars fan growing up. Embarrassing what they did to that franchise. Horrible. But you read this, you think he's the emperor from Star Wars. DeSantis, oh my gosh. Had a 13-year-old arrested. You would think Joe DeSantis personally knocked on this woman's door. The woman's Rebecca Jones. She's a fake whistleblower. I don't know if you guys remember her. She claimed to have some evidence that data was being manipulated on COVID. Turned out to be one big hoax that was <laughs> eviscerated. Uh, and she was humiliated. So because the media and the Miami Herald, Miami Herald, which is, an, I mean, an embarrassment. The Miami Herald makes the New York Times look conservative. It's a joke of a newspaper. Everybody down here laughs at it. Um, but whatever. They still, for some reason, liberals love being lied to. They don't care about the kids. This is absolutely evil. What if I told you what really happened here? And these are all allegations. Again, everybody's innocent or proven guilty. And I'm always hesitant to report on these stories, especially when they involve young kids who are confused and do a lot of dumb things and are misunderstood. But if you hear this, you believe a bunch of nonsense. Here's uh, Rebecca Jones tweeting, as a matter of fact, just to add to the story, that her family's not safe, Joe. That her son's been taken on the governor's orders. The governor's orders. I've had to send my husband and daughter out of the state for their safety. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, I'm really starting to feel for her. This is the reality of living in DeSantis's Florida. There's no freedom here. Only retaliatory rule by a fascist who wishes to be king. Keep in mind, dumb ass, stupid liberals spread this thing around and they're like, we got DeSantis now. DeSantis sent his shock troops to go, go get him. That's weird because if you look at this video here, uh, check it out. If you're listening on audio, please watch this. Rumble.com slash Bongino. You'll see in the video that that's Rebecca Jones uh, turning the sun in. Where's the sand? Do you see the Santa's game? I'm sorry, man. Joe, you've cut this. Is the Santa's in there? Nah, Can you play was, it again? Please? He was a no-show, man. He's, he was a no-show. Oh, he, I, wait. Why would he be a no-show? It's his own. He ordered this kid, this 13-year-old, put into the gulag. I mean, why? wouldn't you want to be there? To look, I'm looking you in the eye. And wouldn't you want like a mob moment like I did this to you? So weird how DeSantis wasn't there. And the mom actually turned the kid in and no one went and got him. Oh, here's, oh, wait, wait. There's an, oh, the news story's a little different than Rebecca Jones said. Rebecca Jones' son arrested in Florida after allegedly threatening to shoot up school and stab student. Oh, 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 so the story's a little different. Joe, a little bit. <laughs> it just a little different. Just so, okay. <laughs> this, so it turns out investigators interviewed multiple students who spoke with the teen and they saw messages he posted on social media. Yeah. In the messages to his friends, the teen made the following statements, among others. I want to shoot up the school. If I get a gun, I'm going to shoot up HNMS, middle school, LOL. I'm getting a wrath and natural selection shirt, so maybe I don't think many people know what the Columbine shooters look like. He says, okay, it's been like three or four weeks since I got on my new antidepressants, and they aren't working, but they're supposed to by now, so I have no hope in getting better, so why not kill the losers at school? The teenager they note in the Pensacola News Journal, which shockingly told the real story, yeah. the teenager told one of the friends that he planned to shoot up the school the Thursday before spring break, but there were too many things going on, so he postponed it until March 31st. <laughs> Folks, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. I'm not a leftist fraud. 
However, wait, could, gee, I hate to do this. Can you go back to the Miami Herald headline? No, we're, we're live. It's more of a pain in the ass, but go back to the Now read this headline again. 13-year-old son of Rebecca Jones, whistleblower, she's not, who clashed with DeSantis, arrested over memes. Now, now you're confusing him why your liberal neighbors are so freaking stupid all the time because they read idiots like these two reporters, Carol Marbin Miller and Sarah Blasky, who actually had the, the nuts to put their name on a stupid byline. It's since been changed. Unbelievable. By the way, the Biden team's doubling down on their aggressive trans agenda. This story was painted as some kind of like fake victory, by the way, this free beacon story. Oh, the Biden administration is saying now, oh, look, they, they're not forcing every student to engage in these, uh, you know, trans rules where men get to play in women's teams and otherwise. That's nonsense. The Biden administration unveils new rules requiring inclusion of transgender athletes. They're doubling down on this. They're only giving limited exceptions to this. They're doubling down on all this craziness. And then you see, I didn't even have this one. The show's so busy today. You see Riley Gaines, the female swimmer who's been speaking out against men competing against her. She's a female. She went to, what was it, a university out in California, and she was uh, brutally attacked by a bunch of trans activists. Listen to me very seriously here right now. Keep your head on a swivel around these deranged, crazy, violent leftists. I will condemn and I will continue to condemn any violence that breaks out on our side and any other side of the political space. It is not a means to an end. It is a means to destruction. But I'm telling you, the left, the difference is we abhor violence and hate it. Any good conservative respects the civil liberties of others. The left worships it as a tool. Keep your head on a swivel around these people. They are crazy. Let me get to my last sponsor, and then I want to show you to the citizens of Chicago. I, I don't know what you did, man, and it just proves my theory again. It's Dude. just not right, Joseph. It's just not bad. Your new mayor-elect is just going for it now. You, you, the bloodbath will continue. It pains me to have to tell you that. The bloodbath will continue. Today's show, our last sponsor is We the People. This is my actual We the People holster, by the way. It's for my Glock 43. Love this holster. You see, it's fitted exactly to the firearm. I love their holsters. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. My um, daughter works for us. She answers a lot of our emails. So a couple of people said, Dan, where do you get the t-shirts? I had the We the People one on the other day. It's from we the people holsters.com slash Dan. If you conceal carry, you know that carrying even the smallest firearm can be really uncomfortable with the wrong gear. You know that most gun owners try to find the perfect holster to keep their guns at their sides without realizing that their cheap department store belt is the problem. Get a gun belt from We The People Holsters. They eliminate your discomfort. They keep you and your firearms safe at all times. Each one of their tactical gun belts are made of comfortable, well-fitting, secure, and they're easy to access. Choose from their tactical gun belt with the proprietary talon buckle. Buckles from Falcon Belt, Raven, Slimline Belt, or their Independence Gun Belt made from premium full-grain leather. Go today. Get the t-shirts, the holsters, the gun belts. It's a one-stop shop for conservative patriots out there. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Dan. Get 25% off your gun belt with the promo code Dan25, Dan25. While you're there, pick up one of their awesome patriotic t-shirts. You know them, you love them. I have a closet full of them. So does Guy. That's WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Dan. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan25. Check them out today. To the citizens of Chicago, don't need to relitigate it. I told you yesterday and the day before, I lived through it in New York City. Giuliani ran for office on an anti-crime agenda. 
1,900 people were murdered in New York City. What, in 10 years? No, in one. 1989, Giuliani lost. Why did he lose? Because it wasn't bad enough yet. Four more years of nearly 2,000 people killed a year. And it got bad enough. And Giuliani won and cleaned it up. I've lived through this before, folks. As I said to you before with the Camille Paglia thing, history may not repeat itself, but it damn well certainly rhymes. And the citizens of Chicago, you're in for a bloodbath. Your new mayor-elect right here is asked a question about policing, what he's going to do about policing and crime. Listen to this, this nonsense word salad of garbage and social justice crap. You are in for a bloodbath in Chicago, and I feel really bad for you. Take a listen. Let's talk about your plans and, of course, crime being the biggest issue, perhaps, in most major cities, but front and foremost in Chicago. Why is crime so bad? Well, first of all, you know, unfortunately for too long, um, the people of Chicago and, quite frankly, people all over the country have been given a false false choice on how we actually deal with public safety. Um, What our campaign proved is that you can actually demonstrate um, in a real way how critical investments are the necessary um, dynamics in order to prevent crime. Holy Moses, Joe. I get so tired. Can they just speak plainly? Can you just speak plainly? We're going to make critical investments. That doesn't mean anything. What he's trying to tell you is we're going to pull money away from the police department and there's a good chance a lot of you are going to get mugged, raped, murdered, or killed. That's really it. That's really it. Now, I'm going to play something for you. I'm going to talk over it. Forgive me for the audio only, folks, but this is really horrible and it's tough to watch. I didn't want to play the whole thing because it's really, really difficult to watch, even for a kind of hardened soul like me who's seen a lot of this in, you know, from the police perspective, watching people die. This is Cash App founder uh, Bob Lee, who was stabbed to death in San Francisco. A closed-circuit television camera. You play, he plays the last seconds of his life as he's bleeding out begging people for help, uh, folks, to the citizens of Chicago. We're on one of the biggest radio stations over there. It doesn't matter if we are or aren't, but I have a special attachment to them from talking to them every day from 12 to 3 on the radio. Get a lot of calls from there, a lot of emails from there. I really feel for you, especially the large number of people that either didn't vote or didn't vote for Brandon Johnson because you didn't support this and the bloodbath is coming your way. Folks, listen, uh, sadly, remember the date, remember the name, remember the time. Criminals are celebrating today. You are in for an absolute bloodbath in Chicago. There are going to be hundreds of people who will die as a result of selections made in a political voting booth. And I really feel for you. All right, I got a lot more to get to. Questions, a couple other things too. Uh, Just quickly, this was John Kirby yesterday, White House spokesperson again, losing all of his dignity, uh, claiming that, uh, and you know, it's a sensitive thing for Joe here too, but uh, claiming that, no, no, he didn't see any of the chaos as we just pulled our people out of Afghanistan on a whim and got 13 of our heroes killed in the military after a bombing. Take a listen to this. Get planes coming in and getting them loaded, have medical screening, have security vetting, have diplomatic presence on the ground to make sure that we're putting the right people on planes, uh, but also defend that airport from external threats. Um, That's pretty remarkable. And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. Uh, Mm -hmm. Miss this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know for you, this is like extra annoying. I mean, I might be annoying, maybe the worst word for that. But uh, it's not my business to talk about that. I'll leave that out, but you can probably put two and two together. 
Mm. Uh, it's what happens when you put people who have um, forfeited their souls away to evil inside the White House. He didn't have to say that, folks. You know, John Kirby, a lot of people I know said they used to respect him. You didn't have to say that. He could have just said, listen, there were a lot of problems, no doubt. You're not wrong. And we're going to look into it. And the report that came out was just a, an embarrassing joke. They blamed Donald Trump. But it happened under Biden. I know, folks, that's why I'm not even going into it. It's a total waste of your time. It's nothing but Biden bull. So it's not even, it's not even worth your time. It really isn't. Um, all right, we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to do the questions before the end of the show. We just got a few this week because I want to, it's Good Friday. And I just want to address something with you because, uh, and it may be a little tough to hear. But uh, you should listen anyway. Good Friday, we can celebrate the resurrection of Christ on Sunday, but Good Friday is a solemn day, and it's worth addressing. But let's do questions for Dan. Oh, look, it actually worked. Hey, Dan, how did Alvin Bragg get the nickname Twinkies at Steven Snyder? Uh, you know, Alvin Bragg obviously has a... Folks, listen, this is going to sound horrible, but I have a really difficult time respecting people who don't respect themselves. Oh, look, a promo for my show. I was a little heavier back then. Here we are. And I just don't. The guy clearly doesn't respect himself. And the first thing I thought of my daughter the day before was buying some desserts for school. And we were walking down the grocery aisle and she picked something out. And I said, you ever tried Twinkies? And she's like, oh, those look disgusting. So that's what I was, that was in my head when first time we started talking about Alvin Bragg. So there you go, Stephen. There's the story. Uh, hey, Dan, my parents are libs. I try to explain to them what's going wrong and how it's screwing us over. Basically, I love my parents, who they are, but it makes it hard to be around them when politics come into play. Got any advice? At Carney KMO3. Um, I do. Folks, uh, your principles matter. And I'm sorry, but I'm not sacrificing my principles for anyone. Not my wife, not my kids, not anyone else. Uh, I received a text yesterday from a woman who shall remain nameless. She's a friend. Uh, we know her from... A business we're involved in. And she said, I can't believe it. My daughter goes to the University of Alabama, a place relatively conservative in the college ecosystem, at least. And she came back from college, a radical pro-abortion advocate. She's like, I don't know what this, she won't even talk to me. Well, a lot of pain, folks. There's a lot of pain in that. But there are universal principles that you should really, really stick to no matter what. And if it, even if your family doesn't buy into it, love them. Love them for, you know, love them with everything you got. Don't sacrifice your principles for anything. At Jock's Gal, I know you don't comment a lot on international stuff. Tons have been going on to distract us, but it seems the inclusion of Finland to NATO is a rather big deal. What say you? It's a huge deal because they share a massive land border with Russia. Why does that matter? Because God forbid, please, God forbid. You know, I don't use his name in vain. There is an outbreak of World War III. China invades Taiwan, a nuclear weapon gets detonated. We now have a trained professional army on the Russian border right there. That's a huge threat. Think about that. I mean, why is that a threat? Imagine Russia in like a new Warsaw Pact having Mexico and Canada as a part of it. Kind of a problem, right? Sometimes it's better when you flip the script. At Marianne. Hey, Dan, can you explain more about EMPs, how it affects us? Blessed Easter to you and the family likewise. An electromagnetic pulse detonation is an upper atmosphere detonation of an electromagnetic pulse, usually a nuclear weapon, which would admit it. The resulting pulse, electromagnetic pulse, will wipe out anything with a circuit, whether it's on or not. If you don't have it protected with the proper Faraday cage and, and, uh, and elements to absorb the surge, 
EMP protection in your home. I've got news for you. You're finished. Nothing you turn on will work. Not your car, not your computer, not your phone, nothing. It'll all be effectively fried. That's why I keep telling everyone, get EMP protection for your house and make sure you have a generator. Make sure you have a generator. Make sure you have the ability. Yeah, make sure you have some of your stuff protected. This is important. And we should be pushing our local officials to harden the grid too. It's a lot of money, but it's worth it. Uh, at Telfair. Telfair. Telfair may have the record for questions. Many shows you say something about the talking points going out for the libs. Where do they get these talking points? The White House, Big Tech, the media chiefs, or maybe all of the above? Um, good question. Political playbook, Big Tech, things that circulate on Twitter. They just, I don't know. They just, I shouldn't say, I do know. I, they just kind of know where to go. They follow the blue check marks who instinct by, by instinct, I might say blue check marks, I mean the media people, know the narrative they're supposed to put out there. In other words, it, it didn't, here's a perfect example, let me just put meat on the bone. When the alleged trans serial killer wiped out those six lives and there's three nine-year-olds, right? The media didn't have to go to the White House to be coached on what to say. Does that make sense? Game, I explain this right? They knew right away that, oh, it's a white person. Oh, good, good, good. We've got a narrative. Racial violence, crazed white supremacy. And then when it came out, oh, it's actually a woman and she's trans. All of a sudden it's like, hit the brakes. Now we got to frame it different. Gun control, gun right to gun control. They just know because they've done it a lot. They just know. And then people pick up on it, Twitter and spread it around. Yeah, exactly. He said it right. They live in their own bubble. They live in, so it's all they see is each other's stuff. Like the Miami Herald article. There are people today who are going to tell you Ron DeSantis showed up at a 13-year-old house, 13-year-old's house, whose mother was a whistleblower and who locked him up. In fact, that none of that actually happened is totally irrelevant. It's the hive mind, man. It's the board. So it is Good Friday. And um, I, I listen, I don't need, this is, it's almost, I, I'm really hesitant to even mention it this way, but I, I was doing some stretching of, Maybe three weeks ago in the gym, you know, my arm that, that I, uh, thank you, Dr. Flores, by the way, I saw him yesterday and now arm's going great, but I was trying to stretch out my arm. What I was doing is I was hanging from a pull-up bar, but the pull-up bar was low. So my toes, like tippy toes kind of were on the ground. So I was kind of arced forward because I think about it, I'm holding on and I'm on my, so I'm pushed forward. So the thing about when you're pushed forward, uh, extended forward in an arc this way, like chest out and lungs out is your diaphragm gets stretched and you can't breathe out. And it was weird because I had only done it for about 10 seconds. I'm like, gosh, this really hurts. Not because my arm hurt, but because I couldn't expel any air because my diaphragm was being constrained. It feels like you're suffocating because you are. And I thought back to high school, one of my religion classes in Archbishop Malloy, when the instructor in the class, who was a very faith-filled religious guy and a good man, he said, I just want you to understand that Jesus chose crucifixion for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was probably the most painful way to die. There may be as painful, but there's not more. I'll get to that in a second. But second, it was humiliation. The only people crucified, as I said in the beginning of the show, were people who were considered at the lower rungs of society. The worst kind of criminals. People guilty of treason against the crown, whatever it may be. They were crucified publicly to humiliate. Look, look at them. That's why they were put up on the hill, on that cross, elevated. Look at those losers right there. 
So it's so heroic that Christians afterwards who chose to follow Jesus, that they would show the cross, a symbol of humiliation in the past. They would show the cross as their symbol of dedication to their new faith. I have one tattooed on me. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not, but it's to remind myself it's old. Got it when I was young, but that's the one I don't regret. Even though it's old and used to be black and now it's losing all its color. But that that cross, that cross, show it to each other. But folks, it is probably the most painful way to die. I want you to read this article if you can today. It's short. It's by uh, Kayleen Schreer. She's a PhD. The Science of Crucifixion. I want you to listen to what happens um, when you're crucified. If you have it in you. If you don't, I understand. It says, the difficulty surrounding exhaling leads to a slow form of suffocation. Carbon dioxide builds up in the blood, resulting in a high level of carbonic acid. The body responds instinctively, triggering the desire to breathe. At the same time, the heart beats faster to circulate available oxygen. The decreased oxygen due to the difficulty of exhaling because you're arced forward on the cross, you're pushed forward as you're hanging forward, causes damage to the tissues and capillaries begin leaking watery fluid from the blood into the tissues. The result is a buildup of fluid around the heart and lungs. The collapsing lungs, failing heart, dehydration, and inability to get sufficient oxygen to the tissues essentially suffocates the victim. The decreased oxygen damages the heart itself, which leads to cardiac arrest. In severe cases of cardiac stress, the heart can even burst, a process known as cardiac rupture. Jesus most likely died of a heart attack. Now, folks, he didn't die quickly. And what happens is, as (gasps) you try to suffocate to death, your legs... You will straighten your legs to try to breathe and you'll get a second maybe of breath in, which is the worst thing. That's why they used to break their legs. They'd break their legs so they couldn't push up off the cross where their feet were nailed in so they would suffocate like that. But this is the most fascinating part. In order to speak, air must pass over the vocal cords during exhalation. The Gospels note that Jesus spoke seven times from the cross. It's amazing that despite his pain, he pushes up with his legs to say, forgive them. Have a happy Easter, folks. I'll see you back here on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.